Other kids, other kids, other kids, other kids. It's the Knackered Dad Review. Dad's review. I'm Gareth, and I read to a child who basically prefers his uh, mum to read to him. And I'm with Dan in the pub. And yeah, I read to um, a child of six, soon to be seven, and a child of five who also prefers Gareth's child's mum to read to him. But, um, <laughs> she's, she's a good reader. She has a certain timbre of her voice, which is very helpful. That noise in the background, I would like to point out, is um, one of the lady dads who. Um, is currently sitting with us, but um, banned from speaking. Yeah, we've gone um, very much um, we have Islamic mute. state here. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, <laughs> you know, they've, they've got a lot of good ideas. Um, yeah, no, we've got a mute lady dad uh, in the audience and uh, in the corner. Yes, in the, in the sorry audience. Like, <laughs> more than one people listening to us ramble on. And of course, we are accompanied as always by um, um, every Irish song ever <laughs> created. Yeah, I think this was by Bono's dad. Anyway, the news. <laughs> Okay, Dan, what day is it today? It is Wednesday. It is some point in August. It's August the 1st. That's yeah, what it is. That yeah. doesn't really help That's anyone. That's not. It's August the 2nd, then. I'm ah, thinking. yes. August the 2nd is what day? A very nice day. You see, you've embarrassed yourself there. I, I have. It is, obviously, it's National Colouring Book Day in Zimbabwe. Has it already been a year? <laughs> it has. This is a cool thing, right? Colouring Book Days. Are you, are you a fan of colouring books? I like a good colouring book. Go um, I'm not sure I like it enough to, to have... To spend the whole day celebrating them. It's, um, yeah, well, when did this? When did this start? And why did this start? I think it's one of the one of the um, things that Robert Mugabe introduced. It was kind of you know quite quite a culturally one of his more controversial yeah. policies. <laughs> one of his less controversial policies. Culturally forward looking. I think he, he thought who loves colouring books is the kids. Get them on side. And you know it reflects in the polls. He gets he gets a landslide most years. He's up for election, so it's obviously working. What, is, isn't he? near death's doors at the moment <laughs> and I'm wondering if National Colouring Book Day might just perk him up a little bit and let him live another decade yeah, or okay. so well, yeah, it's him maybe Morgan Schwangerai Morgan what's his name Morgan Freeman <laughs> Morgan... No, who does Robert McGarvey hate apart from everyone at the BBC he hates everyone apart right. from possibly Michael Heseltine who he shook hands with no, you oh, mean, no, um, no, you mean the other fella? The other, the other one. Yes. Yeah, the one who's got his kids got a girl's name. Oh, I don't know. These these conservative politicians all look the same to me. Well, no, so he's a Labour one. one oh. of them, but <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, so National Colouring Book Day in Zimbabwe. That's that's the the opening news item. So yeah, colouring books are cool. Do, do you uh, have you ever sat down and, and coloured? I coloured. I certainly coloured. Yeah. In your adult life. Um, well, yeah, I did an adult colouring book, and this wasn't. Oh, hello! <laughs> yeah, a lot of pink. A lot of, <laughs> no, it was, it was an adult colouring book. It was, it was like art prints and fifty it, different shades of grey. Well, but. there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It was, it was nothing smutty, nothing sordid, and it was, it was, you know, it, it whiled away a few hours in my, in my youth. Oh, in your youth. So well, this was. I mean, five years ago when I was younger than I am. Now. Okay, sure. Um, do, do you not think the colouring book thing is? over now it's something that people have jumped on over the past sorry am I going gauche and so last year by going on about colouring books well it's just it kind of it kind of popped up it happened and no that's pop that's pop up books (laughs) (laughs) well maybe that's the next logical stage it's colouring pop up books oh there you go colouring adult pop up books yes that's (laughs) oh wow sort of all of flesh tones right Mm. so there you go colouring book well happy 
happy Zimbabwean yeah. and, um, National Colouring Book Day to yeah. all our readers out there. Listeners out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next news item, and this is kind of a more serious one. Um, it's a book deal between the, the publishers of Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig, uh, previously mentioned on podcasts, um, he's got beef with China. Peppa Pig has beef with China, yeah. <laughs> That's it, right. But no, Peppa Pig, apparently Sainsbury's is going to be exclusively selling a Peppa Pig... This sounds like a trap to me. <laughs> Sainsbury's, the grocer, is luring Peppa Pig to, yeah. to its stores. It's adding it to the ham section. <laughs> yes. But no, this is apparently a sticker book that's been uh, specially put together for Sainsbury's. And it's kind of a book deal to promote it to kids and that sort of stuff. And, um, and to sell more things than Sainsbury's. Well, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't know, you're not popping in for Peppa Pig and then thinking, oh, I'll get some groceries. Pop, pop in well, for Peppa Pig. Well, you go the pig. other way around. Yeah. Right, but you pop in for a bit of pig. And but, yeah, you go for a, yeah. a hog roast. And, but no, what do you think of this sort of promoting kids' books through uh, through supermarkets and non-traditional means? It's, it might be a bad thing for like bookshops. Right? It's probably a bad thing for um, bookshops. It's um, I remember when the Harry Potter books came out, uh-huh. there was um, a huge scandal because Tesco's um, reduced the price to just... I think they, they lost money on it. Um, the, the, the last couple of Harry Potter books they sold... Um, she's alright though, isn't she? JK Rowling. Oh, she's fine, yeah, but yeah, uh, I think Tesco's is alright, it's alright uh, okay. after that as well. Everyone, but, um, everyone wins. You know, people flock to supermarkets rather than um, traditional bookshops to buy these best selling kids' books. Yeah. And do, you, do you think the bookshops should start selling ham to fight back? <laughs> that is one, that's one idea. Yeah, that, uh, take it back to yeah. yeah. Square up. <laughs> Bookshops should start owning huge fields in the, the yeah, exactly. in, in the English yeah. countryside and yeah. Yeah, rearing their own livestock. So, Gareth, um, last time we spoke, which um, seems many, many weeks and months ago now, um, I, I mentioned off the cast The Garden Gang. Ah, yes, The Garden Gang. The Garden Gang, everyone's favourite ladybird books from the 1970s yeah. and 1980s. With Ralph Radish and that's sort of Ralph Radish. I I have tried to do some research since. Wow! And it's very rare that I try to do some do research. I on can anything. for that. Yeah. But not only was the Garden Gang actually a thing rather than the figment of my imagination, <laughs> yeah. it turns out that um, this series of books, there are only fourteen of them, they sold <laughs> over eight million copies. No way! Yeah, making them kind of one of the the the, the most popular series within the Ladybird. Oh. And these were books written by a these kid? These were written by um, a, a, a woman now, but at the time a just a mere girl named Jane Fisher. Okay. Um, and she, I think the first one that she wrote was, um, she was nine years old. Oh, okay. She was nine years old when Penelope Strawberry and Roger Radish came out on the Ladybird, okay. under the Ladybird uh, label. Right. And... Yeah, 13 more books, including the likes of Wee Willie Watermelon and Betty Beetroot. Right. <laughs> Colin, Colin Cucumber and Patrick Pear. And then um, Oscar Orange and Augustus Aubergine. And, um, oh, yeah. I think that was the final book that came out. But he has been running out of names for that. For that <laughs> since then, and since then yeah. where's she gone? She's gone silent. She's, She's gone, gone absolutely silent. And um, I've tried delving in to find out where she is and nobody knows where she is and wow. there's an outrage Jane Fisher Jane Fisher if you were listening it sounds like you, you you've kind of retired at the age of 14 mm. which is the dream isn't it really did she go mad and right wing like that chess player Bobby Fisher well you reckon they're related yeah, maybe maybe this runs in the family maybe, maybe she prodigy go, she, she'll be in Iceland then in that case or maybe she you know she, she went and joined the 
the crew of Home and Away and the daughter of Alf Fisher. Ah, okay. What a flaming galah she is, isn't she? Uh, uh, flaming galah. Um, but yeah, there's very, very little about her, even on the World Wide Web, which is um, mm. obviously our source for everything. Sure. As is yours. Yeah. Um, no one knows what's happened to her. No one knows if she's retired, if she's dead, if she's alive, if she's, if she's now writing books under another name. It's, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, she's, she could be a lost talent. Well, she's obviously done quite well out of this. I mean, eight million in book sales. Eight million between 1979 and 1983. That's yeah. that's a nice little window. So I am I'm calling on readers here. <laughs> okay. I want to know who is Jane Fisher these days. Mm-hmm. Where is Jane Fisher? And what is she doing with her life? Okay. So if anyone knows, they can uh, tell us on Twitter, which is at Knackered Dads. Review. No. At Knackered Dads. Yeah. At Knackered Dads. At Knackered Dads. Or you can email us, which is at Knackered Dads. No, sorry. Which is Knackered Dads Review at gmail.com I think that's the one something like that I mean if you just guess random letters someone will turn up Jane Fisher Jane Fisher we need you <laughs> okay so now on to the main book review this, this time around we're doing Dirty Beasts by um, Roald Dahl um, now I should say at the start we've obviously had a little bit of beef with with Roald before, before but we're not going to we're not going to dwell on that. We we would not mention his um, shady past. No, we're not we're not doing his right wing views. <laughs> no, none of that. Or so, his um, dislike of the Jewish race. Right. We would not mention that. Okay. You know, we are not going to mention that. Excellent work not mentioning that. Dan. Right, can you give us a, a brief overview? What is Dirty Beasts? Damn. What is Dirty Beasts? Dirty Beasts is a collection of um, short right well rhymes basically short stories in. In uh, in two line stanzas, it's poems. Uh, it's it's poems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's another way. That's another way of describing. It. Yeah, and essentially about um, various animals and beasts. Yeah. I mean, we cover everything from um, the humble pig yeah. to vicious crocodiles. Yes, yes, yes. yes. To um, uh, the final one, which is my personal favourite, but we'll get on to that. The the tummy monster, the yeah, tummy, beast. tummy beast. Yeah. So it's 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 a book. Of, it's a collection of um, Roald Dahl's poetry, and the one that. Dan's got the one I've, I've got uh, illustrated by Quentin Blake, although there were some ones that weren't earlier on. Oh, I know, no, no, we, I don't agree with that. Yeah, fine. Okay. A Roald Dahl book that isn't illustrated by yeah. Quentin Blake. Yeah. It's, it's now, I've just started reading this to, to my son, who's uh, about three and a half now. Um, he, he loves it. Um, he, he, he really enjoys it. He, he engages with the stories. He knows what's going on um, all the time. Um, and, yeah, and he's... He's kind of questions it because they they are quite grisly some of the rhymes aren't they? They're they are quite grisly, yeah. Um, I have to ask, um, has your son um, developed an unnatural dislike to the Jewish people? Not <laughs> Dan, 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 Dan. Um, not not so far, not so far. But you know what? He's, you know, he's young. He's impressionable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So anti-Semitism aside, um, your kids like Dirty Beasts. Yeah. They do like Dirty Beasts. Um, they're well. For those of you in the know, there is obviously Dirty Beasts and the kind of follow-up book, um, Revolting Rhymes, which yeah. um, is essentially this, the same sort of style of writing, um, but taking uh, its doll's takes take on um, popular fairy tales. Yeah, okay. So um, kind of the younger one is is more inclined towards the, the Dirty Beasts because yeah. you know they're shorter, they're more um, they're more involved with a certain animal, whereas um, the older one knows the fairy tales well and can enjoy the humour. Okay. Yeah. And um, the language and dolls take on them. Yeah, well that's 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 true. My, my son, we, we read Dirty Beasts to him. We haven't done um, Revolting Rhymes because, as you say, they're a bit longer and you need to get the references and stuff like that. So it's. Yeah, so mainly it's been it's been the dirty beast, but why not? Let's re- let's review both of them while we're here. 
Damn it. Uh, are you up to giving us a reading of a couple of lines, maybe? Or? Sure. Um, what do you want? Do you want the pig? Do you want the anteater? Do you want the well, crocodile? Do you want the lion? The scorpion? Let's go for the scorpion. The scorpion, okay. Because I really like the band. <laughs> what, Wind of Changes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Classic mm. rock. Do you reckon this is where they got their influence? <laughs> Almost certainly. You ought to thank your lucky star that here in England, where you are, you'll never find, or so it said, a scorpion inside your bed. The scorpion's name is Stingling, a most repulsive, ugly thing. And I would never recommend that you should treat him as a friend. Yeah. I'm going to leave it there, because, well, yeah. you know, if you want to know how it finishes, yeah, um, it's a, it's a buy bl- the bloody book. A blistering opening, and it also covers one of the bits that I wanted to raise about this book. Now, I, I like them, and I think they're great poems, and they're all really good, and um, my son really enjoys them. But the problem is, I think Nigel Farage would probably also enjoy them. Oh, yeah. Is he, is he a fan of witty rhymes? Is, no, is that, is no, that no, the case? No, 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 he's not. He, he likes um, fun illustrations. He likes farmyard animals. He likes to film Dunkirk and not being part of the European unions. For anyone who doesn't know who Nigel Farage is, um, this the, the, he likes Donald Trump in a big yeah, gold lift as well. Yeah. But, um, the reason I mention this is because Dirty Beast struck me as a bit British Empire sort of England rah 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 heavy I don't know if you've got that impression at all from it but um, it's that that one you just read it was here in England where you are it's it, it's kind of it's a bit of an assumption really well it is but I mean Roald Dahl beyond his Norwegian heritage yes. did live and grow up in England he did he um, did was he writing for an international audience at oh, this point I think, or was he, he I think he was yeah I mean he's, he's you know he was a man of the world and he, he travelled around and certainly bombed lots of places during the second world war and stuff like that so sure and therefore he just knew that England was better than yeah, the world yeah ok so. fine um, yeah so there's that and also there's I think in the cow um, he's not very keen on someone who's come all the way from Afghanistan to, to jeer at a flying cow which well, they come over here and they jeer us our flying cows. <laughs> but it's a bit like that. But but the the most I mean the most racist uh, of the stories is the the toad and the snail, um, where um, he has a good go at food French people eat in a, in a kind of mocking way because the toad turns into various animals, including a snail and the, and and basically a load of um, French people in Calais, I think, mm. run up to it with forks trying to eat it, and it's just like, hang on, roll, roll well, out, roll out. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit off, isn't it? You know. And to think he's missed Britain leaving the European Union. Well, he would be, ah, this he is, would this be revelling. This is my point. This is my point. I think this is this is a book for Brexit Britain. This is this is. This is Roald Dahl's, well, I mean, manifesto for leaving the EU. Just to play devil's advocate here, yeah. this is a fantastic game. Yeah, I've just had a quick look up at the reference, because I do have the book here, um, regarding the cow. Mm-hmm. And um, the man from Afghanistan, I'm yeah. going to read the, the two lines here. Okay. Except for one quite horrid man who travelled from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Was Probably. that deliberate, or was it just, just to rhyme with horrid man? Well, well, I don't know. But I mean, he could have gone Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan. <laughs> any of the any of the stars. He is German. It's, yeah. yeah, this, yeah. Also, he he travelled from Afghanistan. Oh, you think he could have been a returning squaddy then? Well, rather than like an illegal immigrant. <laughs> 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 he could have been Ross Kemp coming back from fighting with the troops. He's quite a horrid man, yeah. yeah and getting out of gangs. Hang on, we've we, we got. There's a voice from the silent lady down here. <laughs> Excuse me, let me just let me just punish her in ISIS yeah. ways. <laughs> That's it. Do- Dr. Watson is, is a fair point because he, 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 he went to Afghanistan. Was he a horrid man? 
I, he seems to put up with a lot. To be fair, he, he wrote the stories. Uh, well, it's, it's his voice, isn't it? Uh, he would leave out some yeah. of the, uh, the more sordid details of his life. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> fine. Okay, but... His, his pension for prostitutes. Oh, really? Possibly. I, I, don't, I don't know. And the thing is, you can't libel Dr. Watson. He's a fictional character yeah. written by a man who's been dead for a, almost 100 years. So we're safe. We are just about safe, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dan. Dr. Watson, what a massive bellend. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Dr. Watson, you twat. So, yeah, it just goes to prove a point that everyone who's travelled back from Afghanistan is a massive okay, bellend well, or, well, a, I've changed, or a horrid man, yeah. I've changed my mind. No, no I mean, no, no, no. Dirty Beast, it's, some, of the, some, of the, some of the references to people from elsewhere, from other than England, are a bit weird, I think. But, I mean, when, when was this written? Do you have any idea? Uh, 19... Well, I do know. 1983. 1983, which is, you know, back, back then, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have podcasts. We, we didn't have Sky Television. We, right. we, we were simple folk. Simple, racist. Simple, racist. Well, well, we just... We feared the unknown. We, we feared <laughs> foreigners. Simple, fear the unknown. <laughs> wow, that we, sounds like we, an album. We feared, but were interested in foreigners. Yeah. yeah. Now we just fear them. We, yeah, okay, yeah. fine. Um, and it was kind of funny and witty and enjoyable to put a funny little foreigner okay, exactly. into in storybooks. I mean, this, this isn't this goes beyond Dirty Beasts here. Roald Dahl's stories are full of little funny folk, yeah. um, much like Enid Blyton's <laughs> books were full of full of travelling people. Hang on, and you know, going back to a previous a, a previous era of. Britain and is, British is, authors. Is that not a double standard review? Because Rawls anti-Semitism, that's a problem. But not then it wasn't. If these days, the Afghan, it's fine. that's fine. Is that what you're saying? I'm, <laughs> I'm saying everyone was fair game back in 1983. Right. <laughs> but apart from the Jews. You're right, fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they weren't chosen for that. <laughs> well, the thing is, with, with, with the whole Jewish thing, I, I don't believe there's any... Obvious reference to um, to his no no no, no rabid no. anti-Semitism in, in in his in his books. Not unless I missed it. No, not 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 this one. Certainly. Not in this one. Though. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But yeah. it's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's well, for another week. Yeah. Um, See previous podcasts. I think, and and this is going to make me fall into sort of the the, the Nigel Farage um, okay. camp here. Are we just a little bit too sensitive now? Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's my modern ears. I, to be honest, I read these when I was a, when I was a, a kid, and obviously reading them to my son again, it's like, oh blimey, that sort of brought it all back. And <coughs> you know, and my worries about roles and race hate aside, they are great poets, aren't they? They're they really they, <laughs> they are very enjoyable. Um, and um, funnily enough, the good people on Amazon <laughs> agree. Oh really? On the whole. Um, <laughs> general, uh, Dirty Beast could yeah. not find a negative review. Okay, that's not, good. Not one, you know. And I, I kind of thought maybe the, you know someone yeah. who picked up on 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 your racist issue here, or um, mm. some snowflake liberal would have been complaining <laughs> about this. But okay. no, it doesn't seem to be the case. However, ah uh, yes, go on. Ah, the the other the other volume in this would be the revolting rhymes. The revolting some... rhymes. So there were there were there were a couple of issues. Um, like okay. I said, revolting rhymes. Um, you're taking uh, the free bears. You're taking um, uh, um, the free little pigs and classic fairy tales, and yeah. pulling a dull spin on it. Um, <laughs> generally, um, generally, generally positive, positive again. Okay, fine. However, um, yeah. Miss Miss Gone, Miss Gone, spelled G O N. Okay. Um, one star. What is she not like about it? 
completely disgusting that this is a child's book and has words like dirty slut in it. Not suitable for kids at all. Very disappointed. I know direct, you, you may not be as au fait with this book as I am. I'm but possibly not. No, there's a couple, there, is, there are a couple of references that, that right. take the terminology slut right. and throw them into the kid's story. Um, <laughs> okay. And then and the thing is, this, once again, going on the, or jumping on the UKIP bandwagon, sure. um, I don't think he means slut in the same sense that um, slut no. is being bounded about well, these no, days. My definition of a slut is someone with loose, you know, she's occasionally of negotiable affection. Yeah, and um, I, I really regret having to say this, but there was that, that, that UKIP um, oh, no. MEP who claimed that he could use the word slut because it meant a, a something along the lines of woman who was just a little bit slovenly rather than right. slovenly so with her legs. Hang on, this proves my point then. So Roald, Roald Dahl would have backed UKIP to the help. In 1983, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, times change. Sure. I, I agree with Miss, Miss Dom. I think she's... I think she's, um, you know, she's she's found a problem because the word slut is, is pretty nasty. I mean, regard irrespective of the de- definition of it, it's it's pretty pretty off to call it. Is. Oh, anyway. um, Godfrey Bloom. That was that that was the the, the UKIP MEP um, okay. who who used the word slut, um, basically um, describing the word slut meaning uh, women who did not clean behind their fridges <laughs> and without being euphemistic in any sense. Wow. Okay. Well. I, I suppose I'm a slut then in that case because I don't. I am a man, but I don't clean behind my fridge often. Do you not? It's, nah. it, it's, it's, I'm kind of scared behind the fridge. I'll be honest. Yeah, there's I'm, there's I'm all sorts of, of things and bits it's, of food that's it's probably really ended up hot. There. The backs of fridges are the hottest place on earth. Oh, it's that that, that it's weird like wire behind it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like a mesh. But anyway, Miss Gone is not alone. Um, okay, right. Rachel Evans. Yes. I bought this for my niece's <laughs> birthday, and she after some reason. <laughs> Her voice is quite like Miss Gums, to be honest. I, I thought it was, it was slightly posher. Okay, fine. Yeah, okay. I bought this for my niece's birthday, and after reading some of it, I decided not to give it to her. Mm. That's not nice, is it? Like, what? Her poor niece, just not getting a story. I don't um, think she was dangling in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not well, she, she actually, she actually make, put some examples there. I think it's completely unsuitable for children. And she goes on. Yeah. For example, in the Cinderella story... The prince calls Cinderella a dirty slut <laughs> and chops her head off. Wow. That's, well, there, there you go. That's the prince accuses Cinderella, who, to be, to be fair, mm. if anyone was going to clean behind the fridge, Cinderella would. <laughs> wow, well, I think she'd have, she'd have a staff to do that. <laughs> not, not in the early days. It's not, oh, not no, in, no, yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, once Fairy Godmother she comes along. She worked her way out, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of Sleeping with Beauty. Sleeping with beauty. Sleeping with beauty. <laughs> okay, so... Um, whereas, um, yeah, sorry, she carries on as well. Another example. Okay. Jack's mother in Jack and the Beanstalk beats him up with a Hoover attachment. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't even read the rest of it because I don't want to. I, that's, that's, that's weak, isn't it? Hang on, I think, I think I agree with her. I think beating people up with Hoovers and calling people sluts is generally... Hoover fun. attachments. Sorry, right, Hoover attachments. I think that's, that should be frowned upon, no? 1983, Gareth. <laughs> Don't say it like it was normal in 1983. I, I, was, I lived through 1983. It was all, you know, raise the Mary Rose, invade the Falklands, and that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, along with a bit of Hoover attachment beating <laughs> and, um, and slut yeah, shaming. That, yeah. that was the very the peak of Hoover attachment beats. Okay. Just, just on the Brexit note, what's going on? Dyson, he was, he was pro Brexit, wasn't he? Ah, he yeah. was. So I'm all in favour of, um, of beating people with Hoover attachment, <laughs> as long as you're not using you Dyson. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, so let's talk uh, Mr. Mano Imana. Dan, um, last time we had a bit of a set to Mr. Jelly versus Mr. Messi. Um, Mr. Jelly won, so in your face. I'm, I'm, yeah, what can I say? I'm, 55% I'm gonna... to 45%, Twitter does not lie. It was close. It's the only place that democracy still happens. Was that the same as the Brexit poll? <laughs> it was pretty much <laughs> close, yeah. I want, a, a second, a, I want a second vote. No, I want a, a second strong, vote. This is a strong mandate. That's what I've got. A strong mandate now for Mr. Jelly being better. Balls. <laughs> well, you know, the people of Twitter, they, they don't mind. Mr. But, Jelly is a twat. <laughs> well, too late. Too late. You could have said that at the time. We're going to take to the street now. Yeah, okay, so, fine. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, um, yeah, well, let's move on to this 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 uh, occasion's uh, Mr. Mano Imano. Just, just out of interest, does Mr. Jelly move on to, like, a quarter-final or a last yeah, yeah, yeah. or something he, like he that? Yeah, yeah, into the next round, which I will work out <laughs> at some point. I don't know. There's a lot of fucking Mr. Man, as we've established, so, yeah, he'll be in the... He's in the next 25, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's lots of stuff to do, but... Um, Okay, so, well, we're going to set 15 seconds on the clock, Dan, and um, which Mr. Man are you, are you uh, uh, representing this week? Well, um, I'm going to go for number six in the tome. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't know them off You don't heart. know them off well, well, our readers do, but just for, for you, to enlighten <laughs> you, Gareth, right. this is Mr. Bum. Ah, uh, okay. <clears throat> now, um... Uh, and we'll, we'll, well, I've got 15 seconds got to... 15, um, 15 to seconds start now. I will start the timer. Um, I don't know if it will work, but uh, here we go. You'll be able to see. Yeah, here we so go. 15 seconds down on Mr. Bump starting now. Mr. Bump is a lovable, clumsy oaf who just really can't get ahead in the world because he just falls over and bashes into things all the bloody time. He's a little bit useless, but he looks for a job because he really needs a job. And in the end, he finds a job bumping into trees to collect apples for the local farmer. And he's happy. Wow, that, that, was, that was the that was kind of like um, a surmise rather than a, a, that was the summary of the yeah, story. But that, that was a textbook summary of the story. It, it kind of was. I didn't really defend why it's brilliant. It's not well. It's not up to you. It's, I, it's, it's not. But can I just mention there is a picture of him and um, him with um, his foot in a bucket at a beach. Yeah. That, that, well, yeah. Fine. All right. Fine. You got the additional. additional that may thing. have to be the illustration for this week's podcast. <laughs> well, just, just to tip the um, balance. All right. I'll, I'll try and remember that. So um, okay. So. Well, I'm going to be... Uh, you've done yeah, Mr. Who, who are you doing this week? I will be doing Mr. Happy. Mr. Happy. Well, you have um, 15 seconds to um, argue the point of Mr. Happy, starting now. Now, Mr. Happy, it's a story of... It's kind of the acid house generation. He's a big smiley face. He, he's off on a wander in the woods. He meets someone. And it's all about laughter. They, they get together. They, they laugh. Um, I'm not... They might be gay. There's lots of stairs involved. <laughs> And that's your time, oh, go. Um, that was a weak effort. So it's, essentially, it's Comzio versus um, um, bisexual happy... raver. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. versus bisexual yeah. raver. That's, um... <laughs> it doesn't really matter what we think. <laughs> I think Mr. Happy's better than you think. Mr. Mr. Bob's like fucking cool. He's got bandages. <laughs> that's actually incredulous. <laughs> he's got no mouth. Okay, that's just what I'm gonna say. It's, sure. Yeah. Whereas I suspect Mr. Happy has a mouth. <laughs> he, 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 he does, he has a okay. mouth and he uses it for okay, many so you, things. So you, the people out there, you've you got to vote. You've got to say, is it Mr. Happy or Mr. Bump? It's Mr. Uh, Bump. Yeah, I will tweet the, a poll and you, you, you guys can get voting. Uh, Dan, the final section of the programme. Um, what the fuck have you been doing when the kids are finally in fucking bed? What the fuck have I been doing while the kids are in fucking baby <laughs> fucking in bed? Swearing, <laughs> swearing my tits off. Yeah. Excellent. And um, we, myself and my lady lad, who has now departed from the corner, 
Yeah, she can lift in me shame. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, we have been um, watching the Fox television series. Oh. I know it's Fox. I apologise, but so is The Simpsons. <laughs> sure. Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm not aware of Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's essentially a. Um, a it's essentially it's a comedy. It's a comedy cop show. Mm-hmm. It basically plays on every stereotype of a um, a wire or um, oh really okay. cops cop drama, but um, with glee and humour and great great characters. It's right. um, I mean it's based around um, a precinct in Brooklyn, okay. New York. Yes. Um, and the 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 star of the show is a, um, a cop called Jake Peralta, played by Andy, Andy Samford. Oh, he yes, he used to be in the program in the UK and then left. He did, yes. He used to be in the Greg Davies video, vehicle, yes. vehicle um, Cuckoo. That's right. Yeah. And left, and then it went to shite. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, he left because of this, because um, he, he sort of chose the um, 22 episodes a season Fox special in the US rather than uh, the BBC six episodes a year. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he... he, he uh, He's incredible. He is. He's a essentially a an immature man child of a policeman, cop. Okay. DC, whatever they, DCI. I don't know what they call him in the states. No. Um, and um, who's committed to the job and very good at the job, but um, just dicks around quite a lot, okay. along with his um, hilarious cohort in this precinct, um, mm-hmm. played by various um, apparently they're vaguely famous American folk who appear in. Adverts and bit comedians and such. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, there's just um, there's seasons and seasons and seasons on this. Well, there's four seasons on this. Okay. Um, and it's really really good. And yeah, you should twenty minutes. They're twenty twenty two minutes long okay. each, so, uh, which is the perfect length without falling asleep when you're absolutely knackered like okay. I am. Brooklyn Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. Um, yeah, it's worth catching. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. And Gareth, what have you been up to um, while the kids are finally in fucking well, bed? Well, 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 I've been watching a, doc- a documentary on YouTube. Um, and this is Gimme Shelter. Do you know Gimme, Gimme Shelter? This is the Rolling Stones documentary. Yeah, it is. Um, by, uh, um, what's his face? Um, I don't know who directed it, but it's basically it's, it's the story of the, the Stones, um, uh, well, pretty bad concert at Altamont. It all went horribly wrong and... Oh. Yeah, and um, it's just, it's the most oppressive thing in the world. It's, it's just like, this concert, is, it sort of rumbles into the horizon, and they get themselves into doing it, and it goes well out of control. Like, 110,000 people turn up in the space of 50,000 people. Um, this is in the 70s, yes, I guess? Uh, 1969. Oh, 1969, yeah. okay. And basically, well, their solution to it, because they're all stoned out their trees, is to get um, the Hells Angels to police the event and to sit on the front of the stage and stop all these nice hippies who are all, you know, on acid and stuff getting on the stage. These the the, uh, the Hells Angels rather embrace us too strongly and start beating people with like Christ knows what, you know, pool cues and all sorts. And it culminates in some bloke who they've beaten coming back with a gun at them and they stab him. And this is in They stab they stab the man with the gun. Yeah, um, and kill him and it's really What's horrible. the point of coming back with a gun then? Well he, I think he was just it, well apparently I Apparently the coroner's report said he was full of crystal meth. So, or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah so, that would do it. But it's it's really surreal because you see these like the, the stones when they were sort of quite relatively youngish youngish people, um, sort of <coughs> mid to late thirties, and they're all trying to control this crowd and obviously out of their depth. 
and all of a sudden it just makes what they're doing seem utterly ridiculous and then it's like Mick Jagger's tent's kind of going to open this to cool out and stuff like that and, and there's beatings going on it's just man it's, 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 it's a hell of a document a hell of a thing to be to actually film and you see and you see the guy you see the guy literally jumping out with a revolver and it's on the it's on the on the screen and it's like it's it's yeah, never mind, bring mind a revolver to a knife fight well <laughs> well I mean it's certainly if you're not going to use it properly I guess but because um, he yeah it doesn't come off well the guy with the revolver yeah okay that didn't work out well but um, it's not that ploy to get you know the Hell's Angels to police your event though no, based on this I think I, I think, think like if you've, if you've ever been to a concert or a club or a you know just a, a bar with a line the person I, at the front stopping people going in is very Hell's Angel like isn't yeah, it yeah it's well it's kind of meant to touch they're particularly the, friendly touch in the film they didn't pay the Hell's Angels they just give them $500 um, dollars worth of beer at which, the time though yeah which at the time so they're all absolutely spammered um, wearing leather jackets giving some sort of authority over hippies and they, they really really do get involved with it um, I think one of the, at some point they're they not one to shy away from things are they no they punch one of the I think they punch a member of Jefferson Airplane on stage while he's singing because <laughs> obviously he looks a bit like a hippie but it's an, it's an amazing film it's, it's Gimme Shelter and it's it's really good it's like properly entertaining and, and, and you just yeah you see these young 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 stones entirely out of their depth Okay, so that's about all from us this time around. Um, Dan, if people wanted to get in touch with us via email, how could they go about doing that? That is a very good question. They would have to log into the World Wide Web and go right. to um, their email and type in our address, which is knackered dad's review. That's knackered with a K, as conventionally spelled at gmail.com yes that's it and, and we promised to start checking it um, and, and the hello Angus management as well we, we will get back in touch with you guys really soon um, and if, if you wanted to interact or insult us on Twitter or you know if, if you're a porn bot looking for an, an account to follow uh, we are knackered at knackered dance on Twitter I'm, I'm a big fan of, of you know just trolls Porn bots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them, some of those porn bots are really rather attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, add us. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so that's about it for this week. I don't know, Dan, if you need anything to add. I want if there are any suggestions for what books you want us to cover, um, or if you want to send books to us, then email yeah. us and um, we'll send you details. Actually, if you want to pay us to uh, pay for our SoundCloud account, that would be that would be tip top. If you want to send money to us, um, you can do that. Just you, email us and if, we'll work out a way. If you just want to send us money, yeah, um, that's true. Um, you know, the, the cost of a couple of pints in this pub is it, quite exorbitant. Yeah, but, um, it's, it's pricey. Pricey. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brussels. Thank no. you, Nigel Farage. Oh, I'm making plans for Nigel. <laughs>